Good morning, everyone. This is Steve Bradley, God's Wordsmith, and today I want to talk to you about the antidote for weakness. There is perhaps no emotion so connected to the Christian life as weakness. Weakness is just something we feel very often because we are human, surrounded by demons, angelic beings, and people who are greater than ourselves. Our adversary is extremely powerful, more powerful than any man, able to battle with and to withstand angels for a time. We have been called to do battle with this one not because we choose it, but because he forces it upon us. However, the Bible says this in 2 Peter chapter 1, God's divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Despite how Satan may make you feel, you have the strength of the living God within you because you partake of the divine nature. The original word for that nature, by the way, is the word phusis, which means the very stuff, the the building blocks, the the things that make it so. And in this case, it means the very stuff of God. When you believe in Jesus, you become a partaker of that nature so that the mighty strength of God flows into you and through you. Now, Satan will try to deceive you about this by making you feel too weak for your tasks or too weak to resist his temptations or his oppression. But that is simply not true. Of course, you can't expect the father of lies to tell the truth, and he does not. So how does this great movement of God into the life happen? Well, the mechanics are unknown. God has left them a mystery, except that the Bible tells us that it is the Spirit of God who dwells within every true believer in Jesus Christ. He pours God's mighty power into you, even if you don't feel that you have it. In the book of Zechariah, it is written, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. For this reason, we must cultivate our relationship with the Spirit of God. Folks, in the early church, the Spirit of God is everywhere present, giving counsel, bringing miracles, speaking individually to people. And he can be that to you even now. It's true, we're not apostles. We didn't walk with Jesus in ancient Israel, but he has given us his spirit as he promised, and that spirit abides with us forever, as he says in John chapter 14. To be truly empowered by the spirit takes determination and the willingness to listen and do as he says. His words to us, are often individual. He may speak directly to you, but he never goes outside or beyond the boundaries of his own word because he wrote that word. On the other hand, 
he is not limited by the minds of men so that he somehow has to follow our theological schemes. There are many theological schemes of today that try to put him in a box, but it will not work. So I recommend that you read the book of Acts, study what the Spirit has done in ancient times. Don't take a theologian's limiting word for what he, words for what he thinks the Spirit does today. Open yourself up to all his works, that is the Spirit's works, and don't try to put God in a box. Putting God in a box will not work. The Spirit acts as he will, and the only limiting factor on the mightiness of his work is our lack of faith. He can't be told what to do either. He is the Sovereign Lord, the great God Almighty, the true vicar of the church, sent down to care for, protect, and comfort his people. And if you are a Christian, he is in your life. But the essential question really is, do you listen? And do you want him to rule your life? When he does, the fruit of the Spirit appears. The walk in the power of the Spirit comes to you. The comfort and strength he offers is there. He offers counsel, gives gifts, empowers witness, heals the mind and body, and many other things. In times of revival, he is present and acknowledged for who he is. So it says in John chapter 14, verses 22 through 24, Judas, that is not Judas Iscariot, said to Jesus, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us? and not to the world. In other words, once you're gone, how are you going to how are you going to talk to us? Jesus answered and said to him, "If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. Now listen carefully, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine." but the fathers who sent me. Folks, Jesus is God in a human body. God manifest in the flesh. And if you are a Christian, God is in your body. Now that's an oversimplification, but I think it's helpful. Hope God blesses you today. This is Steve Bradley, God's wordsmith, signing off for now.